0: Okay, Southeast Raleigh Table, I just read a passage of scripture from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. And it starts off by saying this, Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. Now, because I know that all of us are biblical scholars being shaped here at the Southeast Raleigh Table, I wonder if any of you are like, now, Pastor Lisa is always saying to us that we are a community of remembrance. Why are we reading in Isaiah chapter 43 that we should be people who do not remember? We say it all the time here. We are people of remembrance. When I come and I stand at this table and lift up the bread and the cup, we say, do this in remembrance. When we gather on All Saints, whether in person or via Facebook Live, and we call the names of the saints in our lives who have died in the past year, and we literally tell stories about them, we remember their lives, we do it to remember the people that we love whose sh- shoulders we now stand upon. After Uvalde, after Parkland, after uh, Pulse Nightclub, after Colorado Springs, after Atlanta, after Dallas, after Laguna Woods, after Heather Heyer, after uh, Breonna Taylor, after George Floyd, after. Neil Wilson after Botham Jean what do we do here at this place we stop and we remember we remember life that is very good that the world forgot about and we say we in remembering taking 26 seconds to remember that Breonna Taylor would have been 26 years old we remember and we choose not to forget that the God who creates the heavens and the earth and who breathed into those beautiful siblings of ours the breath of life, we will not be like the empire that suffers from amnesia and that will choose not to be good in the way in which God was good when God created. This is who we are. We are a people of remembrance, comma, and, <laughs> Isaiah is not wrong. Isaiah is not wrong when he is speaking to God's people, God's people who find themselves in exile, God's people who find themselves cut off from the practices and the rituals that they once understood when they were in their own homeland. Isaiah is not wrong when he tells God's people, Do not remember the things that you used to do. Do not remember your old life. Do not remember the former things or considered the things of old. Because God is doing a new thing, now it is springing forth, like right now. It is springing forth. Do you not perceive it? Can't you see that the new thing is happening even amidst what looks like the old? Isaiah is not wrong, because we have to understand how remembrance, especially in the biblical tradition, how it works. Remembrance is powerful. It's why we do so much of it here in this place. But anything powerful has to be understood in its context. Because it's a power to build or a power to destroy. The word remember in the Hebrew is zakar. And remembering in the Hebrew or within the biblical tradition that we see over and over and over again in scripture, it's not simply connected to musing, like where you kind of have a zen moment of nostalgia. Instead, this kind of remembering is literally a fetching, a going back and claiming something, bringing something from the past into our present reality. It's very active how um, remembrance works, especially within the biblical tradition. You might remember whenever we have read about like the Exodus stories, when, when, when the people of God take a journey out of Egypt through the wilderness into the promised land, that when something mighty might happen or there's a time of despair or wondering or uncertainty, hear the words that oftentimes um, are, are repeated. When your children ask you why you have the Passover meal, Tell them, remember that your Lord God, the Lord God, the the Holy One of Israel brought you out of Egypt, made sure that your clothes did not wear in the wilderness, that even the soles on your um, Jordans did not wear out, that you never went hungry, whether it was manna from on high or quail or water from rock. Remember what the Lord your God has done. Because typically, beautifully, Within the biblical tradition, whenever God's people and whenever we are called to remember, our remembering of taking something from the past is actually rehearsing God's goodness or God's power or God's promise that we want to believe in this moment. So when we are hungry in this moment, remember how the Lord your God fed you in the wilderness. When you cannot find water in this moment, remember how the Lord God created water from the rock. Remember, you go back and you fetch a promise of God. It's a rehearsing, it's a reminding, a a bringing forth of the the thing that God was up to and bringing it to the moment, a new thing, now it springs forth. But (laughs) exiled remembrance, hear me. Exiled, E-X-I-L-E-D. Exiled remembrance is different than God promised remembrance. Oh, let me just say that one more time. Exiled remembrance, cast off remembrance, oppressed remembrance, when it was bad, 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 bad remembrance, is very different than God good promise remembrance. Remember that Isaiah is speaking to those who are living within an exilic existence, which means that their remembrance is going to be connected to exilic strategies. For anyone who has ever grown up in a dysfunctional family, sometimes we are more familiar with dysfunction than we are with health. Why? Because we know the tools for dysfunction. Than we do for health because of external circumstances and forces in God's people's lives in this particular context in Isaiah 43 they had not gotten the opportunity to know what it is to feel protected or loved if you even read the um, the description of Isaiah uh, 43 it oftentimes talks about um, God's protection and God's promises but they had not known this life of feeling protected and loved a feeling like they could lean into the fullness of their identities and their humanity. To be exiled is to be cut off. And when we are cut off, we are also sometimes cut off from ourselves and the fullness of life that God might invite us into. So their remembrance, as Isaiah would understand it, would be connected to utilizing tools that they had used to live in the past when they were having to live uh, with an exilic understanding of themselves. So in this passage, when Isaiah says, do not remember the former things, don't remember how you felt when you thought that you were abandoned by God. Don't remember what you were doing when you felt like you were cut off from the very place you called home. Don't remember the kind of life you had to hustle and live when you were bound and held hostage and not free. Don't remember the tools that you picked up when you didn't feel protected or loved or restored. Now note the scripture does not say pretend that the former things or the things of old did not happen. The scripture does not say pretend they didn't happen. No, they were very real things. It simply says remembering in regards to calling it forth the life that you had that was not a good life. We're not bringing that over here. you don't have to go back to the tools that look more like strategies of survival remembrance than tools that are strategies for living into the fullness of who you are as god's people because you're all biblical scholars you're probably asking yourself now lisa why And what does this have to do with us? The first day of a new year is not magical. I I want to be really mindful. The first day of a new year is not magical. But I will say this, whenever we find ourselves at threshold moments, we oftentimes tend to be more attentive and aware. For those of you who know what it is to be in covenant relationship, I am certain that on your wedding day, you were attentive and aware. Now October 6th might not seem like the most magical day on earth, but if that was your wedding day when you got booed up, you were attentive and aware. It was a threshold moment. When some of the children in our community or adults in our community were baptized, that day might not have seemed magical, but I believe it was a threshold moment where you're attentive and aware that if God can come with new life in this water in a bowl here at the Southeast Raleigh Table, what are all the ways that God's new life is going to be poured into me? So this scripture this morning on the first day of a new year when we survived some things is an invitation at this threshold to look back and assess what 2022 might have held that did not honor the fullness of your humanity. What are the things that you remember about 2022 that you had to use tools that did not honor the fullness of your life and humanity? The kind of tools you had to use to get by, make it, struggle, but they were not tools of remembrance for the new thing. And it's not because God only works on January 1st. But it's because God is always working on our behalf, even when we cannot see it. But this day that's a threshold moment, this moment where more of us are probably aware and awake. On a Sunday not just in the like literal sense awake keeping yourselves open that you're gonna write down intentions and a word for the year you are awake that maybe something else is going to happen this year that did not happen last year and at this threshold moment as you are sitting in this space you can hear Isaiah say to us even though we are a people of remembrance but we are people of remembrance when we're holding on to god good promised remembrance that in 2023 what you had to do to hide forget that don't remember that what you had to do to hustle for love to make someone pay attention to you you don't have to do that what you had to do to shape shift and to fit into someone else's space you don't have to do that What you had to do to hustle and scrape, and make yourself known, and make yourself big, and perform, you don't have to do that. Whatever you had to do to pretend like you were not okay when you were really not okay, but you were okay, you don't have to do that. This morning is an invitation, even though we are a people of remembrance, to say, what are the tools of death or the tools of survival? when I felt far off from myself in 2022, when I was exiled from goodness, that I don't have to go back to because God right now is doing a new thing. And not only is God doing a new thing, but even in circumstances that seem so desperate, in a desert place, God says, and I can provide water. So even if 2023 has a little hint of a scent of 2022, God is reminding you, but you know what? I can also find a, make a way out of no way. What do you need not remember? And the tools of that former life that you cannot carry into this new year. I don't have um, any children who live under my roof, but I do have a perfect dog. Her name is Bella. My dog is so perfect. That when she is outside even though i do not have a fence my dog does not run away she does not bolt she stays within the confines of the property that i have because baby girl is not for the streets (laughs) she might have been found on the street but that's not where baby girl wants to live when bella was rescued though she was found underneath a porch by herself and in a pretty desperate situation. Now, I don't know if that porch, which was not owned by someone who loved her. It was just a porch. In Clayton, by the way. I don't know if that porch felt like a place of safety. I don't know if that porch was the very best thing that Bella could find to keep herself safe from the elements. I don't know if it was a place where she would just hide from any of the threats or dangers to her life. Sometimes, When my dog gets afraid, particularly when the Roomba is going (laughs) and she goes outside, guess where's the first place that Bella will go? Under the porch. And Lisa, who loves this dog, but who is also a pastor, I crouch down and I say to Bella, we don't do that over here. You got a whole house, two beds, Mm -hmm. limitless snacks, food overflowing that is (laughs) gluten-free. And even when the Roomba is going, there's a place of safety for Bella in that house that she can get away from the thing that causes her to feel fear. But she doesn't have to go back to the old thing, (laughs) the old place, or the old tools of her survival when she now lives a life of flourishing. Do not remember the former things if it did not honor you. Do not remember the things of old if it felt like it was going to crush you. Do not remember the tools of death that you thought were the only tools you could pick up to somehow bring you life. Do not remember those things because we don't do that over here. We have a God who says, "'I am doing a thing that is new when right now.'" Because this God doesn't only work on January 1st, this God is always working on our behalf. Can you trust, can you trust in this threshold moment that we can begin anew? I think the greatest threat to our lives is indifference. I'm okay if you don't have goals for 2023. I'm okay if you don't have a list of the ways you're going to be productive. I'm okay if you don't have resolutions written down. What would cause me to be very pained and heartbroken is if you were indifferent about what could be possible in your life. indifference is an insult to the very good within us and sometimes it becomes an insult to what God can do in us and through us so this morning as we believe that we begin again I pray that you're already beginning to have an imagination for what the new thing might be Kiana is going to come and she's going to lead us through a practice So that you don't just say, mm, yes, wow, mm, Lisa, yes, mm, yes. And then we didn't somehow equip you with the heart and the spirit and the God muscles to practice not carrying what no longer serves us.
1: Amen. As Lisa said, here at the Southeast Raleigh Table, we not only pause to hear a word, but we also want to pause to reflect and let those words really sink into our bones. And in a world and culture that often has us moving from one thing to the next thing, absorbing information and entertainment, Here, we make space for pause and stillness. And we do this because, as Cole Arthur Riley says in her book, This Here Flesh, stillness makes for a capable mirror. Look down in a rough and fast current and you won't see a thing, but still water, allows you to lean in and really see yourself and in doing so in seeing yourself you may remember a liberty over yourself that is easily forgotten when things are jostling you about in the passage this morning as reverend lisa said god says see i am doing a new thing The word is behold I am doing a new thing but it's hard to behold and it's hard to see if we don't pause to look so with that I invite all of us for the next few minutes into a prayer of reflection and examination I will have some prayerful prompts for all of us but please do what you need to do and offer the prayers you would like to offer so that you can lean in best to hear what God might be whispering to you this morning. Let us pray. Might you take a few moments to pause and breathe. Remind yourself of where you are, and of who you are. Remind yourself that you are held by God in this moment. Pause. Breathe. The world does not depend on you. God who makes a way in the wilderness, God who makes rivers in the desert. Would you bring to mind for us those former things you are calling us away from? What are those former things you are calling us away from in this new year? Might we ask God in prayer what dry lands, what empty wells, what strategies of survival and scarcity specifically are you calling us away from? Take note of anything that surfaces. God, we ask you to help us see. God, who revives and remakes the former things, liberate us from the tyranny of hustle, busyness. Liberate us from the tyranny of competition, insecurity, scarcity, anxiety. isolation if any of these things are former things that you are calling us away from here in this moment we offer these things to you we offer these things to you please release us from these things God who makes rivers in the desert, God who is doing something new right now. What rivers of life are you calling us toward this year? What is God stirring within you right now on this day? How is God calling you to make space for more abundant, more expansive ways of thinking, being, and living? Bring to God whatever is stirring in you. Take note of anything that comes to your mind. And if nothing is, then maybe ask why. Maybe you want to use this time to ask God some different questions. Invite those things. Have mercy on yourself. God, are you calling us towards rest? Towards a Sabbath day? Are you calling us toward deeper investment in community, in individuals around us? Are you calling us to dream new dreams for our vocation? Show us. Help us see. And God, if anything condemning, anything shameful has risen up inside us in this time, remind us that that is not what you sound like. But if the voice we hear is one that sounds like abundant life, one that sounds like justice, and one that sounds like peace-filled waters, help us lean in, pause, and breathe. Let both God's whisper And God's silence come as a gift. God of new springs, wash us and fill us with the waters of your mercy, your rejuvenation, your peace for every desert inside us. Fill us with your wholeness. And God, as we pause in seeing ourselves more clearly, might we also see you more clearly. We lift all of these things up to you. And all God's people said, Amen.